What's up, everything? Just like I'm powering through a quickly disappearing voice, we're all powering through the last few weeks before the hockey season starts. And that means that today, we've got to power through our preview of the Pacific Division. It's not the most exciting division or the most talented, but it is the furthest west one, and that counts for something. Plus, Quim Costin's era in St. Louis is over. Welcome, Dmitry Samo Blukov. We'll break down the trade and then dive into the second most important division, named after one of America's two oceans. It's a lot to cover, so let's get started and let's get Pacific. everyone welcome to the two guys one cup podcast it is october 9th sunday october 9th which means it is a fit officially the start of two guys one cup spooky season mm. uh, we're gonna go a whole month in i'm hyped about october about halloween this year i don't know if it's maybe because you know the leaves aren't changing colors and so i need to remind myself what fall is but That's right. i'm pretty excited we're going all out Ian will have his um, spooky thesaurus coming up, I'm sure, in, in future episodes. Um, Preparation. But uh, we're getting started by talking about something really spooky today, uh, which is the departure of Quim Costin and the Pacific Division and all of those things. But first, uh, before we get there, we should probably mention that... Um, Ian Cole is a, a bit a bad man. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Um, today, great. The, the allegations basically of of grooming and uh, underage sexual assault against Ian Cole uh, came to light in a post uh, from a Twitter account. Uh, the woman's name on Twitter is Emily Smith. You know, I don't. I don't know if that's an alias she's chosen or anything else, but she posted a long statement. I won't read it here. Um, and just as, you know, out of respect to those who might have difficulties with it and because it's very long and very sad and uh, everyone who wants to read it can find it easily on Twitter. But the basic um, through line of the whole thing is that she was uh, plucked out of high school and groomed and ultimately assaulted by Ian Cole. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, the the Lightning today have officially suspended Cole and are launching an internal investigation. I believe the league is launching an investigation. 
Rick Westhead and Katie Stranger on the case, which means that he's in tr serious trouble. Um, and I don't, I mean, I say that a bit tongue in cheek, but they are incredible reporters who are all over these kinds of cases and stories. Um, and, you know, it's, it, it's not known for certain. The accusation claims that his teammates knew about it. And it claims that it was at the beginning of his career, which would likely mean that those were blues teammates, um, who were in the know and, you know, going along with this and, uh, I don't give us credit for saying much, Ian, but we've always said when these kinds of stories come up, uh, never take it lightly, never laugh it off because it could be your team next and you never know when that other shoe is going to drop. And, you know, yeah. here we are and it doesn't matter that it's the Blues, just like it didn't matter that it was the Blackhawks with the Kyle Beach situation, just like it doesn't matter that it's the Canadians with Logan Mayu. It really doesn't matter at any point which team it is, the hockey side of things is so insignificant uh in regards to the you know in comparison to the bigger story but it is what it is uh any thoughts or anything that you want to say about this situation while we are on the subject i mean yeah it's too bad that it's uh, a player that could have been doing this while he was with the blues um and it just it just sucks because obviously there's there's good hockey players and all that and there's you know I would say the majority of them are not like this, obviously, but it does seem just, I mean, kind of sickening that this keeps happening. It keeps coming out, um, you know, their allegations and everything. But with all that said, it seems like there's a lot that, that get thrown uh, at hockey players. And I got to say that there does seem to be a pretty big through line for hockey culture, sort of enabling this kind of, um, this kind of, these kind of actions. And it's like, it's just, it's I'm glad it's coming out and I'm glad it's getting a light shown on it. It just sucks that there's like this much, you know what I mean? You'd almost, you obviously hope that these are like super duper one-offs rather than being kind of like a string of events that like keeps coming to light. And like I said, I'm glad it's coming to light, but it's just like, it's so disheartening that this keeps happening. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, I, you would think, I think Greg Wyshynski was saying like kind of thinking to himself or whatever on Twitter that like, the Lightning haven't said anything, but they open the season. Um, they're the first, well, they're the first game on on North American soil uh, this year on Tuesday against. They open the season against the Rangers, and so, like, I don't know. There's there's going to be questions about it, and they're going to have to answer questions about it um, on Tuesday. And again, they just, I think they just signed them, right? So like, they haven't really. Yeah, just just nothing's really happened with them, but I mean they are he is on the roster, so they're gonna have to talk about like what they're doing with him. Just to interrupt you real quick though. Um they have put out a statement now in the oh, okay. last few minutes through um through other means, I guess through you know the however they release statements. They said the Tampa Day Tampa Bay Lightning today issued the following statement regarding defenseman Ian Cole. Quote, the Tampa Bay Lightning is aware of the allegations against player Ian Cole and are cooperating fully with the NHL on an investigation. Our organization takes these allegations very seriously. While we continue to gather more details, we have decided to suspend Ian Cole pending the results of an investigation. No member of this organization, including players, will comment further at this time, um, which I think is the right thing for them to do, because like you said, it's not they're not really involved in this they just happened to recently add this guy who did this a long time ago i mean the investigation may uncover that he's done it much longer than that you know but 
as far as we know, at the very least. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, 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 I'm glad they said something, you know, cause like you said, it would have cast a poll over the start of the season for sure. Yeah. It feels like they, feels like they had to. Um, yeah. I obviously I hope justice is served and everything, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it seems like it's faster and faster and more and more is coming out between like this and the, the hockey Canada story that's still unfolding and more things there. So I mean, you hope you hope that there's not as much going on behind the scenes um, as there probably is, but yeah. You could almost argue that there's a culture problem in hockey. <laughs> you I know can, we're not supposed to. You could to. certainly try. <laughs> <laughs> you could certainly make an oh, attempt. Boy. That, I think that's the really hard part, right? Is um, or the frustrating part of it all is just that, yeah, like there's a problem with hockey culture, and lots of folks say, well, there's like pro- these problems persist, you know, across all sports and outside of sports. It's like, yeah, that's fine, but like we as hockey fans or the hockey community, we all have different things in our lives that we participate in and are interested in but when we're together as a community we're talking about hockey and we're talking about how we can make hockey better and if this is in hockey then we should try and get rid of it and it's not like attacking i think this goes into like the hockey canada stuff it's like it's not attacking the sport it's not attacking like the values of like what the sport of hockey teaches you or what it's about and stuff but it's like what the culture around it enables you can still get rid of that stuff and the sports stay is exactly the same you know it's not rule changes it's not like a lockout it's none of that it's just getting like it's just accountability right it's essentially just like having a a culture that's accountable um and yeah Yeah. it's that's nothing against like the sport or not it's not trying to go away it's just trying to make it safer and better for everyone yeah i agree and i think you said it well it's like this doesn't change the sport at all, except that it makes us more pleasant, makes it more pleasant for us to watch it, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know, maybe other people aren't affected by it, but like, I certainly feel a little grosser I mean, about this and, you know. Yeah, I mean, last year with the Kyle Beach stuff, like, that was the very, like, at the very beginning of the season. And mm-hmm. then, you know, beginning of the season's already kind of, like, slightly harder to get into after, like, the initial first game. But, like, it really made me just, like, feel just, like, not interested in hockey for, like, a good period of time just because it was, like, this was so intense and just, like, yeah. across everything that it was just kind of, like, well, it's going on. I'm glad it's happening, but I'm just really not, like, it's just hard. It was really hard to look past that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, <clears throat> you know, when you think about, like, the Hockey Canada stuff, it's, like, you never know what players are affected. It always has to be in the background. There's that defenseman that um, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights haven't re-signed. And the other day, some somebody on Puck Soup or something was like, well, he was part of that Hockey Canada team. And there's only so many people that haven't made a statement formally, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, you just have to ask those questions. And I'm not accusing. I know nothing. I'm just saying, like, those things come up and it makes the sport worse. So hopefully this situation's resolved. Um, you know, I hope this woman is you know taken care of however she needs to be but certainly sucks um that it has happened again and i hope we have to i hope we stop having to cover stories like this right 
<clears throat> Jimmy Vesey's back with the Rangers, is he? Wow, very interesting. <laughs> they said, Welcome back, and I was like, Hey, yeah, <laughs> had um, to say something. Speaking of people who will not be welcomed back, it's Clem Costin. Oh, uh, the St. Louis Blues have completed a trade, um, dealing Clem Costin, who was put on waivers yesterday, to the Edmonton Oilers in exchange for defenseman Dmitry Samorukov. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Samarukov's 23, Costin's 23. Samarukov was a third round pick in 2017. Costin, of course, was a very late first round pick in what, 2018, right? I think so, yeah. Um, or, or, yeah, 20, was it 2017. Was it? God, it can't have been six years ago, can it? I guess it was. In any case, um, I mean, we, we talked about it last time, I think, a little bit about um, Craig Ruby's comments about Quim Costin, and he was never going to have a chance here. His time was done. He probably would have gotten cleared on waivers. Um, yeah, I mean, guys were passing them by, right? Like, it's, I don't know. They, there's argument that people have made sort of right that like he didn't quite get a fair shake, but I think he most certainly did. Like he was here, he had some NHL games he played. He um, he was given a lot of time in training camps and everything. And like the problem is, and I think that's the thing with fans, ourselves included, is like sometimes you don't see Clem Costin play a lot. Um, and then you think, well, I didn't see him out there a lot. I didn't see and play a lot of initial games, so he didn't really get a chance. And it's like, well, he didn't get a chance because they behind the scenes, what we're not seeing or practices and what have you, just mm-hmm. isn't showing it, right? Like, yeah, Cairo, you could argue for a little while, was like, well, he wasn't getting a chance and stuff, but eventually, with good players or NHL caliber players, they break through. You literally hear about it on Twitter and stuff, like, oh, people are really impressed with you know. X, yeah. Y, and Z player, and it's like, oh, and then they take that step, and then they're just kind of like there, right? But like Clem Costin was just, he never, he had flashes, right? He had like goal scoring ability. He's a big guy, which, which is, that's a flash. I'm a big dude. Um, <laughs> but only in, hits in spurts. That's right. Only in spurts is he a big dude. But like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. it never came together in the sense that I think the knock on him was always, it just, he, was always a step behind or he was just a very simple game where they needed him to kind of add some dimension to it. And I don't think it ever came together. Yeah. And I think, um, I think as far as the opportunity thing, it's like, I guarantee you that the St. Louis blues do not think that Nathan Walker is like a bright part of their long-term future. Like they, (laughs) They're not they're not like throwing Zach Bolduc on waivers for Nathan Walker or you know, Clint, you know please I'm, take I'm his like, job not, from Nathan Walker. Yeah, please. I'm not trying to crap on Nathan Walker. He's been great here. Everybody enjoys him, but like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they realize Nathan Walker is like a 13th forward, you know, hmm. and and he's never gonna rise above that. And he's done that very well and and has been really enduring in it for a long time, and he's been great in spurts, but like <clears throat> they're not they're not going to sacrifice a piece that they really have a lot of faith in to get, you know, Nathan Walker or to keep Nathan Walker on the roster or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like the very fact that Costin was waived is like, 
it's not that he didn't get an opportunity. It's just that this team doesn't believe in him anymore. And I know we all love it and wanted him to succeed here and be a star, but like, if you really care about him as a player, let him go to a place where maybe he has a chance, you know? And yeah, Connor McDavid will carry him to a cup. Exactly. And I'm not going to pretend to sit here and know anything about the guy that's replacing him, Dimitri, whose last name I'm not going to pronounce, but um, you know, I think it's pretty obvious with Perinovich and Mikola out. We needed some, or not Mikola, um, Scandella, the bad one. Uh, we yeah. needed some, you know, <laughs> we needed some insurance on the left side on defense, and and we brought this guy in, and it works out great for both teams. It's probably not going to be a trade that anyone looks back on in several years as a, a game changer for either franchise. And you know, there are probably seven of these trades a year where one team has a guy they can't use in a position and another team has a guy they can't use in a position that that team needs. And they, you know, swap players like this. So. Yeah. I mean, it sounds it like Samurukov was um, a guy that was basically playing for that seventh spot or maybe even sixth spot for the Oilers. And he lost out to whoever, whoever beat him to that position. And so they're like, well, he's just like an extra player at this point. So I mean, they probably need a little bit of um, forward help, if, if not anything, maybe down in their AHL team. But yeah, I'm kind of glad that the Clem Costin ship has sailed only because it was probably going to get to the point this year where people were kind of like, oh, come on, we got to bring him up because we can't waste him. And it's like, well, I hate to break it to you, but he's already wasted. He's wasted himself. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, that trade got us the pick for or the trade we made uh, with Ryan Reeves to the Penguins got us Oscar Sundquist and and this pick for Costin and it tells you all you need to know about Oscar Sundquist that we can trade away Clem Costin and that's still a, a trade I'd make every time yeah. um, you know pour one out for Oscar Sundquist uh, he'll be back next year we all know oh please please come on back Oscar Perron, like Perron and Oscar Sundquist we'll trade for Perron <laughs> I feel like that's locked and loaded dude That'd be sick. He's coming. Did Perron sign multi-year? Yeah, he, he did. did. Right. I wish it was yes. one year because I'm like, Son come on, now we'll we'll fix what our mistake. We would have, we would have for sure too. Uh, um, I also, I probably should have announced this at the top of the podcast, but my voice has been absolutely effed this week. Um, <clears throat> it's been pretty good today, but if it you know deteriorates over the course of this, I apologize. I'm sure. a human. I have flaws. <laughs> If we'd if recorded you start on sounding like what's his face in the in the uh, <laughs> restaurant choking. Yeah. Yeah. And this is friends and a tradition. And a tradition. Friends. Um to, to you and yours. To you and yours. Uh <clears throat> in any case. Uh yeah, I, I think uh I was gonna say, yeah, I on if we recorded on Thursday before um you know, you had something to do that night too, but I, you wouldn't have been able to hear me. So it's uh, this is why we're delayed. So I would have spoken Stephen's points as he typed them to me in the chat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what would your Stephen voice have sounded like? Ian, treat us to that. Uh, uh, to you and yours. <laughs> for I do that for a solid forty-five minutes until my voice actually sounded like that. Um, yeah, the Clem Costin era. What a what a time. Yep. I think this also speaks to, like, I mean, Nathan Walker, obviously, they want him on the fourth line, but I think it speaks to Nikita Alexandrov, apparently, like, really impressing in camp. And there's a guy uh-huh. that was 
uh, I'm not good. He wasn't to the level of like Bennington obscurity, I'll say, but he was like close to that where you're like, yeah, we drafted Nikita Alexandro. That's a guy. And he hasn't really panned out, but he was also like a second rounder. So at that point, it's just, just, yeah, it's a complete roll the dice. So if he doesn't pan out, that's cool. But it's like, oh, now he, now he is, now he's doing all right. I guess last year was actually his first AHL season. So yeah. yeah. But, um, so yeah, I mean, that's cool. He'd be like, I'm going to be on the fourth line or whatever. I think that's a big thing about getting rid of Clem Costin too, is that he's, um, Jake neighbors ask in the sense that I don't think they wanted Clem Costin on like the fourth line, like at least with the skill set, it's like, we'd rather trade you for an asset we can use properly than throw you on the fourth line. Yeah. Be frustrated. And you really want third line time. We got to tell you over and over again, you're not good enough. Um, but keep coming back to the steam. You're great. So yeah. Yeah. It just fits better, but yeah, I'm excited for Alexandrov. Um, and it sounds like Chorpchenko. I think we talked a couple of weeks ago, but him being a little bit ahead of schedule. So the fourth line's looking better and better and more, more intact. Like we actually will have some like forward depth, um, which is nice. Yeah, I definitely think, uh, I think Alexandrov's been a surprise. Actually not, not too much of one. Cause I predicted ahead of the season on a the hockey writers thing that like, <clears throat> he was probably the prospect I would have bet on besides neighbors um, to make an impact this year, because it just seemed like that time in his trajectory and it was kind of now or never, but um, I'm still excited. So, you know, next mm-hmm. week will be our blues preview um, slash central division preview. Obviously it will be um, after probably the Wednesday night game, although I suppose we could record it. Wednesday, like before the late night game, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll figure that out either way. It will be <clears throat> in a couple days and then, um, oh wait, the Wednesday night game is two weeks away. So we're good. We're fine. We're fine. My brain is broken, but we're fine. Um, so yeah, we'll record that Thursday, presumably or Friday. And, um, we'll talk more about it then, but first, we have to do the the worstest division, the Pacific Division. It's not the worst. Is it the worst? No, the Metro's the worst. No, the Central's the worst. I don't know who the worst Central's is. probably the Central worst. Central top to bottom is the worst, but we have the Avalanche, so it's hard to say we're truly terrible. The Pacific, I would still say the Pacific might be the worst, but we'll talk about it. We'll decide by the end of this podcast. Let's start, Ian, alphabetically with the Anaheim Ducks and uh, they are a team that is bad, and uh, they lost Ryan Getzlaffer, Carver Kell, Hampus Lindholm, Nicholas Delorier, and Josh Manson, all players that are good. They brought in Jonathan Klimberg, Ryan Strom, Frank Vitrano, Dimitri Kulikov, some of whom are players that are good. Uh, they had 76 points last season, a minus 39 goal differential, finished up and didn't make the playoffs. Uh, John Gibson seems to have finally broken and is a shell of his former <laughs> self. Uh, I don't have a lot of hope for the Ducks to do much this season. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, they're thinking of their whole their whole division. I think it's going to be them and the Sharks, you know, fighting for that bottom spot. I think they might actually be worse, really. I think the Sharks yeah. probably have some some better, more seasoned players on that team that can do something. But I mean, the Ducks aren't 
like in terms of like their their franchise and everything they're not in like the worst spot like they have a bunch of young players coming um mason mctavish will be on this team this year yeah oh he's gonna be a a monster trey troy terry looks to be good right zegris Zegris is obviously a star right now right but he'll be back he'll he'll be all right he's Um, hurting to be on the cover of nhl 13 is that out yet or does that come out like this week maybe yeah, I think in the next week or two. I know FIFA just came out. I feel yeah. like they push this one. I feel like they come out like a whole month before the season yeah. starts normally. Which one um, do I buy first, Ian? I know. I'm actually I'm I'm excited for this NHL. I'm, it's not you any different than FIFA any of the other some ones. Years. That could get you even more. In this I should get. An, I should do that because then they're going to have like uh, the city team in there probably because yeah, they got MLS teams, right? Yeah, I don't know if they will this year, but they should next year. Although load, load them up into there. He load lost the license or something, but I'm not convinced that that's actually going to be true. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But anyway, why my I'll... brain it made it sound like they lost it, like they don't know where it is. We lost yeah. the license. <laughs> oh shit! Oh. Where did we put that? Um, no, I mean, I think uh, I think there was talk of them not making FIFA anymore, but I don't know what became of that, and I don't really believe it, even if there was talk. But in any case. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks, please keep talking about them. Oh, no, they're real bad. Um, I mean, Ryan Getzlaff's gone. Do, do they have a captain? I don't even think they have a captain. I don't think so. They'll they'll make one. It'll be Trevor Degris or David Mason Tavish. David Backus. Oh, God. David Backus, who – was he on the team last year? He was. He, like, just retired, right? No, I think it's been a year or two. Oh, now. it's been a year? Okay. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Um. Yeah, there's, they're not going to be good. They're not going to be good. And that's a, that's okay. They're not supposed to be good. They just got a new GM. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what direction Pat Verbeek takes this team. I like that his name is Verbeek and that's a, the Ducks. I think that's that's true. excellent. I do like that. I feel like they're a team that they probably can't be bad enough to get Bedard. But, like, wouldn't it be sick if Bedard went to a team where you could already stack Zegris, Bedard, and McTavish down the middle and just – be unstoppable out of the gate you know i mean you couldn't be bad enough to be in like the lottery i forget how that works anymore but like it's only the cool yeah the three worst teams i can get first now i think so yeah okay it would be sick though to see like a really like a middling team get a fire that good and just become a contender right away you know rather than always see them go to one of the worst teams on earth i get it i understand why but it just seems like kind of sad that that always has to be their fate you know i, I think we all just have to brace for the fact that he's going to be a blackhawk like yeah, i'm just do. i'm kind of already ready because you know, we know the league's going to put their thumb on the freaking oh, scale that's so. right they're going to freaking uh freeze, <laughs> freeze the, envelope. the puck freeze yeah. the envelope exactly uh so yeah that's enough about the ducks and um we'll go we'll on talk about them this year we'll go on to the calgary flames uh in an effort to preserve my voice Ian, since the flames had quite the offseason why don't you mm. talk us through what they did and how that went yeah i mean as we've talked about a lot uh johnny gaudreau's out matthew kachuk's out but with that matthew kachuk trade they brought in jonathan huberto mackenzie Weger. they signed uh nazem kadri as a free agent uh, they re-signed uh huberto and i think it was rumored, and I think it probably happened. I just didn't see like any tweets the other evening that Mackenzie Weegers also signed like an eight-year, six-point-five per year. Um, oh yeah, I saw that. Long. That never got that never got confirmed. I, I probably did, but I think I was only looking at Twitter at the time that it was like, uh, like it's coming down the pipe, but nothing yet or whatever. So I mean, 
I got to say, like, I like Matthew Kachuk a lot. He had 104 points last year on this team. Very good player. That's, that's hard. How do you win a trade when you trade away a 104 point player? Because I got to say, as of right now on paper, they look like they won that thing. Yeah. And that's like, that's pretty nice. I mean, I'll, I'll own up. I thought that they outright lost it because I never thought they could keep either of those guys. And if they've locked them both down for eight years, I mean, I'm, I'd be worried about both those contracts at the end of eight years, right. obviously. And that's always what you say at times like these, but like, whatever you got, you got guys, you're, you're just over, you're just recovering from, you know, worrying about whether you can even keep players in Calgary. And now you've got a core for the next eight years. Like that's, that's not anything to complain about, I would say. Yeah. I think they've, they've got a very good top six uh, in terms of defensemen. Um, they last led home as your, as your number one center, having like 82 point season last year is really good. Andrew Mangiapane. I feel like he's going to go off this year with Huberdeau there, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, especially Lindholm had, like, 42 goals last year. He's definitely yeah. more of a uh, goal-scoring center, if you will. And some Kadri right behind him as your second-line center. Like, they're very good. I expect them to pretty much be in first or fighting for first in this division again. Um, and then you just kind of hope that they can get over the hump in the playoffs. Maybe, I mean, they'll probably run into Edmonton again, but they're just going to have to essentially have more or less a better goaltending than what yeah. Markstrom gave you last year is really and they will. I'm the number confident. one thing. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, Markstrom is a good goalie. He yeah, was bad he last year, but he's a good goalie. Right. So yeah, we'll just see what more, what they can, <laughs> you know, what more they can do. I think this, this is a fun thing for them because if they had brought, if Goudreau was back and Chuck was back and they're running it back again, that's still a very good team. But I think there is a little bit of, tiredness to that formula and you're like are we good enough to like get past oilers are we good enough to blah 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 but now that you've like brought in like three high caliber brand new players it doesn't feel like i don't know it just doesn't feel like ah, oh, we're trying the same shit and i hope it works this time again and it's like no it's new it's a new look flames um you've just complimented you've basically removed the top of your core put in an even better one and complimented that with everything you already had so um I'd, I'd be pretty happy if I was them. Yeah, they are in a great spot, and I, I'm happy for Calgary as well. Now, just get them a real stadium, and it'll be all. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, don't, don't. Yeah, maybe do a stadium where they don't have like cow shows or whatever. <clears throat> maybe just think about it. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers are the Edmonton Oilers. We know the story there, but they did make one major addition in this offseason, and that is Clem Costin. No, um, I like that you added those guys in at the end here. That was very thoughtful of you. You also wrote the Russian goal, <laughs> which isn't even true. He's Finnish. He just oh no, Russian, but oh no, Miko um, Koskinen. Uh, oh, his first name is Miko. Oh shit. Yeah, I believe he's Finnish, or no, maybe he's right. Finnish Russian. Yeah, he's Finnish. Um, yeah, he's uh, Finnish. He could be one of those Edmonton. weird Finns that played like in the KHL for a long time. He did play in the KHL, right? Yeah, okay, he did. <laughs> You're saying no, he didn't. He played uh, um, the league the whole time. In any case, uh, 104 points last year, finished second, lost to Colorado in the Western Conference Final, and lost pretty decisively, but Conor McDavid had 123 points. Leon Dreisaitl had 110, and Zach Hyman had almost half of that at 54. Uh, they lost Mike Smith and the Russian goalie, who's actually a Finnish goalie. They're better off for it. They have uh, 
uh, Stuart Skinner, I believe, and Jack Campbell now. Jack Campbell being the the big addition I was talking about earlier. I can't remember if I closed that loop or not. I mean, we know what this team is. We know what they aren't. We know who leads them. I think the Jack Campbell addition is huge for them. Uh, but tell me, Ian, if you think it's big enough for, to really change their fortunes while I go refill my glass of water. <laughs> Uh, I would, I would hope so. I would think so, just because I think Connor McDavid, Leandre Seidel, alone. I really do think alone, especially after last year, um, should be enough to get you like far in the playoffs at very least. Um, and they did last year, and Leandre Seidel was on one leg or one ankle. Like he was the best looking immobile player to ever play hockey. Um, and so if you have a healthy lay on dry side, it looked even better in the playoffs. But yeah, I think a big issue with them was was inconsistent goaltending. Like Mark Smith would look like a world beater and then he would look like just terrible. He would look like he was letting beach balls in. And that's a huge problem. And then obviously um, Koskinen really wasn't any better. He wasn't even really an option. And Stuart Skinner, a little too young, honestly, like for the playoffs, probably too green to just be throwing him in there. And so... Having Jack Campbell, a guy that's, I'd say, like a veteran presence at this point in goal. I mean, he was back up for a long time in L.A., played all those years in Toronto. Um, I think they'll be better off having him between the pipes. They got Brett Kulak uh, and Ryan Murray. I think Ryan Murray is also a defenseman. can't remember. Um, but, like, helping out their defense a little. A Stanley Cup-winning defenseman. For the... Last year, right? And that him? Was it? He's the other former Blue Jackets guy that's also bad, like Jack Johnson. That happened. Oh, okay. I think, I, I think I maybe. I'm no, no, no. I think you're. I think you're thinking the right guy. He was like picked like third or second or something, yeah. and whatever. Uh-huh. Man, that's crazy. I always forget about that dude. Um, I was going to say they only twenty nine too. It seems like really holy shit. <laughs> He's been playing this league for a long time. Yeah, thank you for stalling for me. I had also completely forgotten about the Leon Dreisaitl one-legged thing. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I mean, and who the, knows? It's all the whole year of Evander Kane, too. Like, he wasn't there. True, he was very good. For the most part of the year. And, I mean, he's – say whatever you say whatever you want about Evander Kane, we can say a lot, but he does score goals, and he, he scores, scores a lot. Goals. So Yes, he does. I mean, the guy's probably poised to get, like, honestly, like 40 this year if he's playing well. Yeah, yeah so it's a big – I mean – if, if they can make it to the third round last year with what they had, I think they can, I wouldn't say easily, but they could definitely make it back to the third round again this year. The problem is, as we'll talk about in the central, if you make it back to the third round this year, you will be facing the Colorado Avalanche again. So, so right. I, I don't know, just prepare for that. The road doesn't get easier. <sighs> um, That's, that would be frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you said it well. I think you summed them up pretty well. They are who they are, but they are pretty good. And so I don't expect them to meet a lot of opposition in the Pacific Division. Los Angeles Kings will be an interesting team this year. They did make the playoffs last year, finished third in the division, and lost to Edmonton in the first round. They brought in Kevin Fiala and Brendan Lemieux, um, who's an idiot. And uh, Fiala is obviously a very good player and should help them score more goals, which I don't think they did in bunches last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is a year the Kings take a step back. I don't know why I feel like that. Um, 
I guess it's partially because we know Vegas is probably not going to miss the playoffs again. And um, I, I don't think either Edmonton or uh, Calgary is, but like, I think Kings were a little too good last year. They have a ton of young talent and they will be good in the not too distant future. But I feel like this is kind of a middle year where they're not going to be like, you know, a 70 point team, but they're just not, they'll be like an 89 or a 92 point team and not quite make the playoffs. Do you feel very differently? Do you disagree with me? No, I mean, spicy take. I would definitely, I could definitely see that happening. Um, I would hope they'd keep getting better. Like I do think they outperformed themselves a little bit last year. Uh, I think if you play Kevin Fiala with maybe Anze Kopitar or somebody like that, like like even even, uh, Philip Deneau, which I'm sure he'll play with one of those two, I think he'll score a lot of goals this year for him, hopefully. Um, I mean, they have Jonathan Quick still. Who's their other goal? Is it Cal Peterson? Is it still? Cal Peterson. Man, I feel like he's been there forever too. Um, Quick was a stud last year. He was actually really good. Yeah, he kind of had a resurgent year. I could – oh, the other person they lost – this year this summer oh yeah is um good old captain what's his face god what's his captain name? statue dustin brown yeah potato face <laughs> um yeah he's he's gone and he, i mean he had a pretty good year last year too a little bit of a resurgent uh, career as well so losing your i guess yeah losing your former captain your current captain former captain right um yeah Kopitar is the current i believe that's right like that can be a little bit of a blow. I don't know. I think they'll do okay. I almost feel like they're going to be exactly the same, which for them probably isn't good. You know, I mean, they want to take another step. And I think the issue might end up being that I would say like on paper, when you watch them, they look the same, but they might finish lower in the standings, just like you said, because Vegas might take some points off of them like they didn't last year. I I think even uh, San Jose Sharks would be, slightly good enough to do that even say like seattle i'm hoping certainly yeah vancouver i'm like crossing my fingers on some of these there's some teams i just hope do better i don't have a lot of faith but i'm like come on man let's make let's make this division interesting let's let's not have this be like three teams and that's it yeah this is certainly the most haves and have not well i guess the atlantic is too but like there's a very clear top and a very clear bottom half right that's the thing with like the central is like the central might not be good but i don't think it's necessarily that anyone's terrible except for the coyotes but like and the blackhawks and the blackhawks but that's that's so weird i I literally forget that sometimes yeah but there's so many teams outside of the abs so does that four teams that five teams that are just like meh Uh uh-huh I mean, make that noise again. (laughs) Like that's even us. That's even Minnesota teams. I think are good, but it just are not good enough to be the avalanche. (laughs) There's the top of the meh, which is Minnesota, St. Louis. There's the bottom Uh of the meh, which is like Dallas, Uh, but it's like in Winnipeg, but it's just like Nashville is the most meh team because they're just like, Oh, that's as meh as it gets. Oh, that'll be the hot. I know this is like next or like in a couple of days when we do this episode, but like Nashville to me is the most like I, if they weren't in our division and they are, even when they are in our division, I just like, don't care anymore. Like I'm just, I just yeah. don't. Yeah. I just, what are you like? Oh, we're good. And like, I, no, no, you're not you're like, well, we're you're really not. bad. I'm like, no, not that either. It's <laughs> like, you're just, we've got Voldemort as our coach they are to borrow a word from Maxwell Jacob Friedman mid oh yes very mid. the literal definition of mid anyway, <clears throat> so Los Angeles Kings they'll, they'll be better than mid I think 
slightly better than slightly Good better. To know. Uh, your beloved San Jose Sharks, as you just put them on the list of teams you want to improve. Will they, Ian? Tell us about them. I mean, probably not. <laughs> probably not. But, you know, I I hope so. It's very weird. I didn't like the Sharks for a long time. And now that they've sucked for a while, I'm kind of like, hey, you can come back. That's all right. <laughs> you got beat. You got beat in the cup final. And that was good enough for me. That was good enough for me. And we, Joe, we as long as Joe Thornton's officially retired, I can like them again. Oh, that's right. We we beat them, you know, in 2019 to go to the cup. So you know what? The for for us, we buried the hatchet. I think when you bury the hatchet, you both have to have buried the hatchet, but we buried Not the bad. hatchet. They're very pissed, but yeah. You know, um but yeah, Brent Burns is out. Andrew Cogliano is out at the trade deadline last year. Aiden Hill, Nick Merkley. They brought in Stephen Lorenz and Etu uh, McAniemi. Uh, Etu Brute. Yeah, that's right. Uh, both of those in the Brent Burns trade. They brought Anthony Botetto. They signed Oscar Lindblom. Uh, you know, very nice of them. Also, because he's a good player, and and Philadelphia Flyers are <laughs> a trash like it's franchise. A charity case. Yeah. Oh, that's very nice of them. To Thank sign you. That little schmuck. <laughs> so sad. They got Nico Sturm. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I don't expect them to be overly good. Like, what are their goalies now? Aiden Hill's gone, so they have, and Martin Jones is gone, so they, they have, have like, one of the James Reimer types they, that I can't remember. If it's they do have James Reimer. I think okay. they literally have him. And then they have Capo Kakinen. Oh yeah. Well. Well, San Jose, <laughs> I mean, that's not even the worst of your problems, but like, no, I, I mean, I've hats off to, to, um, who's their new Mike Greer for getting rid of Brent Burns, like hats off to you, buddy. You did, yeah. you did it. You, you got one of them going. You did one third of your job. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I mean, the I easiest think it, third too. I think at this point you just hope that um eric carlson just like hit, hit, hits by bus <laughs> i mean if you're the gm that you do. i'm not saying i do i'm just saying <laughs> my girls <laughs> where is eric eric walking the, to practice these days no he, he drives oh yeah but like a pretty dangerous stretch of highway i've got to presume <laughs> oh no no his blood's pretty close oh well then he should be walking i think he most certainly uh... should be walking Gotta uh, keep them healthy. I mean, what are the dead, bus I mean, routes like here in San Jose? Like, <laughs> pretty on time. You think um, there are any bus drivers that are uh, bribable? You yeah, like bribe hard up for them? cash. Yeah, San Jose Sharks <laughs> are flush with cash. Um, I think they hope he just. I was gonna say gets better, but like doesn't <clears throat> doesn't uh-huh. uh, crater. You um, weren't gonna say get hit by a bus. You're no, saying? no. That was number two. That was my second. <laughs> that was, was right name. after that, that crater. Backup. But if he does yeah. crater, might as well get hit by a bus. That's right. No, Mark, I mean, I mean, it's hard, right? They just they they're tied up in his money. They're tied up in uh, pickles' money. They're they're tied up in oh, Logan Couture, who's now. a fairly decent player, but like not for like eight years, eight million, whatever it is. Yeah, Thomas Hurdle's fine, but again, like a long ass contract for that dude. Timo Meyer, I think, is UFA after this year. I think so. Maybe I want to yeah. say so. That could be. <clears throat> They'll probably friggin' sign him to a long term deal instead of <laughs> trading. Like and like, I get it. He's twenty. Should. He's twenty five, but also it's like, what are you holding on to? Like they're like we're holding on to like how good this team is, but you're not good. So like, what is what what are you holding on to? They're the dentists, you know. You get them in the chair, and then once uh, they're in the chair. I mean, if you listen to the the misery index last week, 
you'll yes. know that like they're pretty low on it because they just they can't even rebuild yet they have to get rid of some of this stuff before they can rebuild and they're still signing guys to long contracts and they're not like, they're, the, they're in the worst situation because they're not even acknowledging oh yeah they're like no we're we gotta like just kind of well you'll figure it out and it's like yeah and when you figure it out you're gonna start <laughs> rebuilding like that's that's the reality man and like you've got my career now i know they're GM issues were kind of just due, like due to other other issues. They weren't trying to get rid of Doug Wilson or whatever. Well, they like, should have probably. Been. But, but I was gonna say, but it all kind of worked out because you sort of needed a new look in there. You needed someone doing something different. You needed someone that wasn't beholden to Brent Burns and, and these guys. And especially because I think Doug Wilson had been there like forever, like mm-hmm. a very long time, and that's oh, yeah. great. That's great. Your team went to the cup final. They were very competitive for like a solid like eight or nine years every year, but it hasn't been like that for a long time now. And I don't think you have the vision to to turn this team around anyways. So I hope they're a little better, if not only because I think their jerseys this year are actually kind of cool. They got rid of some of the black that's more teal now. The homes may be a little too teal, but the aways are pretty bumping. I don't think I've seen these. I think they they just look crisp. And then the numbers are black on the aways, which are like, mm, I don't know. It was like, it was like the perfect like combo of their colors. I wish they had a little bit of orange in there because I like when they used to do orange, but they're nice. They're stanzas. They're nice. <laughs> Thought they're gonna be a hit. It, it, <clears throat> they should get stanza as their jersey patch sponsor. That's right. Yeah, the home's probably a little too teal, but I really do like the aways. Those are sharp. I like them. It's a new era. It's a new Thanks era. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. I don't know what that was supposed to mean. Um, <clears throat> the Seattle Kraken, they're going to be still bad, though. They're going to be pretty <sighs> bad. Uh, captain, inaugural captain Mark Giordano traded like trash. I saw Callie him wearing a Giordano jersey in Seattle. That was pretty fun. That's right. Callie Yarncroke. I forgot about Seattle. You had to regale us with tales at the end of it. Well, either right now, as it would be appropriate, or at the end of the episode um <clears throat> it was great okay well <laughs> well that's more, not a tale more from our local correspondent in a minute but in any case Callie yarn uh marshawn lynch's boy cal um he's gone marcus johansson is gone mason appleton is gone uh jeremy lauzon is laugon and uh they brought in andre barakowski for reasons uh oliver Bjorkstrand, very good player. They got for free. Shane Wright um, shouldn't have ever fallen to them. That's also good for them. Martin Jones, whose name is just Martin, but he sucks, so I like to make fun of him. And Michael Kempney are also in. The the narrative for the Kraken being better this year is uh, they have Matty Beneers and maybe Shane Wright playing a role um, this season and and helping them, you know, down the middle. Um, but more than that, you just figure their goaltending literally can't be as bad as it was last year, and it certainly can't be worse. Um, so can Philip Brubauer improve? Can um, uh, Martin Jones? I mean, we know no Martin Jones can't be the answer. I won't even finish the question. But like, can they get better on in goal enough that they're not obviously a contender or anything? but maybe they're just not such a wretched embarrassment. What do you think? <laughs> I hope so. I hope, yeah, I hope they're just not forgotten. Last yeah. year it's sad that their inaugural season 
was like the seasons of the Blue Jackets and the Wild and other expansion teams in the past where you're just, you're welcomed into the league and you're just, you know, if I can kick to the court curve, welcome to the NHL. You suck. No one cares. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just hope that they're, I think I said this last week, I just hope that they're relevant. I really think Shane Wright, Matty Beneers, um, and like Jared McCann is only 25, still like can be a fun young like group of centers that they can yeah. they can kind of build around. Um, I hope, you know, Jane Schwartz can stay healthy. That won't happen, but you know, one can dream. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't think their decor is very good. And so you do really have to hope that. Grubauer finds his form a little bit and maybe they can hang and, and score some goals and be a fun young team. I could see them surprising in the sense that they get like what they had 60 points last year. They get like 80 and you're yeah. like, Oh, that's fun. They don't make the playoffs, but like, they're like a fun team. Um, I certainly hope they are. And, and obviously they uh, also need to fire Dave Hackstone because he's just, Oh like, yeah. That, yeah. No, coach. Yeah. If, like, I know you're just going to recycle and go back to the bin and find another coach of the same third year. So. This is one but of the that's few fine. cases where the bin one. is okay. Cause yeah, just get a different they chose one. from the bottom of the bin before <laughs> when they could have had their pick of the litter. And Dave that didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, no, that's not the answer. Why are you this way, Seattle? Um, I don't know. It's hard to know. Uh, are we done with the Kraken? Yeah. And tell us about their arch rival, the Canucksy, and what was their offseason like? What big, amazing players did they add that definitely aren't already hurt? That's right. Eli Mikheyev is in and he's out. He's both <laughs> uh, a guy that's for too long for too much. He's Schrodinger's winger. That's he's right. in and he's out all at the same time. <laughs> they have Curtis Lazar, who on the few podcasts I've listened to, they've hyped a little too much already. They're like, oh, he looks really good up there. I'm like, it's Curtis Lazar. Let's all calm that down. Um, Dakota Joshua, though. They got Dakota Joshua, Riley Stillman, Travis they Dakota Taylor Joshua. Bryant. We should never have let Dakota Joshua That's leave. right. They got a, a handful of people that are out, but no one... Not of huge uh, concern. So you think Dakota Joshua is going to be one of those people who like scores eight goals against us in the next two seasons? Probably. You'd probably like, injure someone. Fucking fuck Doug Armstrong. Like man. a flying elbow to like Kyra's temple or Screen. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, they should just be better. Like they should just be a better team. Elias sure. Pedersen only had 68 points last year. A very good season for someone who's not Elias Pedersen. Um, they re-signed JT Miller, and at this point, when I'm seeing he had 99 points last year, that seems like a no-brainer. Um, they got to re-sign Bo Horvat for next summer. They have like will they though? Uh, I hope Maybe so. he'll I mean, be the guy we get instead of oh, David Pasternak. That's right. When Ryan O'Reilly leaves, we'll get Bo Horvat. <clears throat> oh my god! Oh, I'm depressed now. I'm depressed. <laughs> I mean. We'd be getting younger, but I'm still sad. I'd still be sad. <laughs> uh, we'll have Bo Horvat and, but think of that. We'll have him and we'll have Robert Thomas. And Bo Horvat Jr. Yeah. yeah, I love the twins, baby. Um, they, I mean, they just should by, by necessity, by who they have in this lineup be better. I don't, they should honestly like make the playoffs. Like, they're, uh, but they're, there's the question. Will they make the playoffs? Okay, they're kind of like, Seattle only in the sense that their decor is also poo-poo. Like Quinn uh-huh. Hughes is a good offensive defenseman. Maybe he can be an even better or become a better defensive defenseman. Two-way defenseman, he? if you will. 
Um, but they also have Tyler Myers, who's not that great. They still have Ekman Larson. They have like Tucker Pullman. They just have people up there like, who cares? Like, this is not this is not something to be afraid of. Like, why are you a player? Yeah, like they their way to win is just to like track meet it, right? Like it's just gonna yeah. be six, five games or whatever, unless oh, yeah. um Demko can like stand on his head or whatever. Well, Demko's so, very good. We I mean, he's haven't good. talked enough about him. He's pretty good and he's pretty good at hockey. They are the definition of a team that if they make the playoffs, I go, yeah, I get, I get that. And if they miss the playoffs, I go, yeah, I get that. <laughs> like they, yeah. they could really do either one for me at this point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I go both. Um, <clears throat> much like many people in Vancouver do. I'm. That's fine. You know, I'm not. It's not a judgment call. I'm just kidding. I know nothing about Vancouver. Is it a gay city? Maybe it is. I mean, probably. Seattle is, I guess. So, you yeah, know, it's probably only two and a half hours away. <clears throat> Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, did we skip any teams? I'm making sure we didn't skip any teams. It feels like we've gotten through this pretty quick. Obviously, a huge disappointment last year. Uh, they have uh, Jonathan Marsha Show, team leader in 66 points. Unacceptable. Alex Petrangelo hasn't been good there. Shocker. Um, and I still wish we kept him. I'm not even vacillating on that, but I just like the fact that that signing hasn't paid off for them is a shocker. Um, is not a shocker. I was being sarcastic. Max Pacioretty <laughs> traded away for nothing. Evgeny Dadunov traded away for nothing. Shea Weber brought in um, to be a cap relief. Phil Kessel brought in to be the thrill and maybe score some more goals. Aiden Hill, uh, Robin Leonard is hurt and not going to play this season. Logan Thompson, though, looked pretty good uh, in his time last year. Obviously, you get a full season of Jack Eichel, presuming he stays healthy. Uh, You know, earlier I said, oh, I think we know that they're going to make the playoffs this year. But now that we're actually talking about them, feels like there are a lot of question marks uh, still with this team. And, you know, the the morale, didn't they get rid of Pete DeBoer and bring in somebody? Who's the new coach there? Oh, um, Bruce Cassidy? Yes, yes. Okay. And the Sundance Kid? Um, sorry, I don't know. I couldn't resist. But, like, it feels like there's a lot of question marks here, and I don't really know exactly what to expect of this team. Where are you sitting with the Vegas Golden Knights right now? I think they're very much like Vancouver, where it's like, if they don't make the playoffs, makes sense. If they do, uh-huh. I'm like, sure, why not? I mean, I think Logan Thompson's like the big question mark, right? Can he play like a full season? I'm sure him and Hill are going to be like 1A, 1B until they find out who's doing better. And Lorette Brassois. Oh, that's right. Brassois. Um, 1B, 1A, 1B, 1C. (laughs) Three-headed beast, which always works out. Uh, But they're going to have to do that by, you know, necessity. But yeah, they're, again, on paper, um, like you said, with a full season of Eichel, um with hopefully maybe better seasons from Petrangelo um they should make the playoffs even with just like semi-decent goaltending but it's like it's just so funny that they make it for what three years in a row their first three years and they missed last year and now I'm already like I don't know about this team this team just I have no idea and it's like yeah I'm sure they've changed obviously a lot they, they change their players they move them in and out but like i still feel like they i have more confidence in them making the playoffs at this point probably than i do vancouver yeah um so i i guess i put them ahead of vancouver a little bit but if again if they 
crater um sort of like yeah that makes that makes sense too like in the sense that they've <laughs> they've done it before um not that they yeah. necessarily should well and also i don't think i don't think we should totally write off the impact that constantly changing and demanding too much from this team could have on that clubhouse like Right. Maybe it's a little bit in my head that I want to be like, oh, this team sucks because they've done X, Y, and Z. But like, it really does seem like that's not a good way to manage your team long term. And if it works out and you get a cop, nobody's going to care who's, you know, who's going to argue with you. But now that they haven't, and it seems like they're probably not in that realm of contention at this point, and it's hard to get back there without getting worse. And if they had to get worse, they're going to have to get way worse because they don't have any prospects because they traded all those prospects away to make their team better in the very short term. And that hasn't worked out for them. And it's kind of a vicious circle. It will be interesting to see if they can stay relevant and compete or if having done all that is really going to come back to bite them in a big way and punish them for you know their <clears throat> sins, if you will, of team mismanagement. And maybe that's, like I said, that could be wishful thinking for me just because I kind of hate them. I'm kind of over the Vegas Golden Knight shtick. Um, I mean, I still think the team's cool. I think the jersey's cool, the arena atmosphere, all that stuff's cool. But just as like an ownership group and everything, they kind of bother me and annoy me. Um, but I don't think it, I don't know. I, do you Do you think I'm off base or do you think that could be a factor? I mean, I definitely think it could be. I think it's talked about by the media or kind of like, used about right like what that what that does because it is a it is a team sport it is like a locker room sport um when i talk about like tight-knit groups and everything like that and when you're constantly moving people in and out just to try and chase the cup which you know all those players want but it's also kind of like showing that you don't necessarily have a lot of loyalty to folks um it's just i think it's going to make you weary or a little wary of um signing there both weary and weary that's right both, both of them but yeah, it's again, I, I do like most of the things about the Knights minus just their kind of like weird management style and everything. But I, I could see them them rebounding. I think of all teams, they seem like the team that would probably rebound, whereas L.A. might be the team that takes like a step back. Um, I don't know that Vegas is necessarily going to fill the L.A. void or whatever, but yeah. maybe it might actually get uh, four teams out of the Pacific going to the playoffs this year rather than three like the last at least last year. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they, what they do, especially with Logan Thompson. Like I hope for him personally that he has like a good season. Um, Cause yeah, just for the young guys. Real I assume strong young. Uh, Calder trophy sleeper though, that guy not getting talked about enough, but right. I mean, it's hard for hard for <clears throat> goalies to win non Vesno awards, but you know, it'll be interesting. He's definitely one to watch because he pretty good. <clears throat> um, that wraps up the Pacific Division. Um, who who wins it this year? You think it's Calgary? You think it's Edmonton, or is it a third team? I I think it's Calgary. I think it, you know Edmonton has a shot at it for sure. Uh, maybe it'll be what was it last year? Or was it close? Edmonton had one hundred four versus one hundred eleven. So not uh, terrible. I could see it being closer than that. That'd be fun if it was. Uh, just to see them yeah. like fighting for for home ice into like the second round at least so that'd be cool but yeah i think calgary probably first edmonton second maybe vegas third as a ceiling you know maybe Mm -hmm. la still um either one of those two is like three or four vancouver 
five, maybe Seattle six would be nice if Seattle look if Seattle can be better than Anaheim and San Jose, I think for them that should be like it's a sad win, but it should be a win because it's like you can't I I think it'd be I wouldn't say like catastrophic, but it's not a very good look if in your second season with that young core they have to be worse than Anaheim and San Jose. Like still it's like, oh, but those teams are bad and you're worse. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think they they really got to look at finishing like sixth or better. And then it's probably, you know, it's San Jose Anaheim at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that, except I could definitely still see Seattle being at the bottom. It really just depends on goaltending. I think they're a better team than their results last year show. Philip Grubauer was like historically all time, shockingly bad. So if he can be better than that, you know, he will. Um, he, the team <laughs> Philip, will be better. Philip, do you think he can be better than all time, shockingly bad? <laughs> what do you think? Do you think he goes, he can uh, do that I don't know. Us? I don't want to make any promises. Yeah. Well, then you're fired. Um, so, yeah, that's the Pacific Division. Next week, we shall do the Central Division. The week after that, we'll have hockey games to talk about. Um, but, Ian, before we go, you went to Seattle. Tell us all about it. That's right. I scouted the Seattle Kraken for the Blues. Um, That's yeah. right. And by that, you mean you didn't go to the preseason game you could have gone to. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I missed it. Look, okay, I'm not a great scout. Uh, so I just watched highlights online. I Yeah, I went there for a wedding. It was The wedding was very nice. It was at a tree farm, like a Christmas tree farm. Like, oh, that's cute. It sounded this way to the tree farm as we like drove all the way up there. And then when we got there, it like then occurred to me like what a tree farm was. Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, they're farming trees. Like they're gonna grow trees. Um, it was very cool. Seattle overall, like I've been there before, but like it'd been like 12 years since I'd gone last. And I'd mm-hmm. stayed with like my uncle who lives out in like the suburbs. So this time we stayed in like Airbnb that was like just north of downtown and it was it was very nice it was not cloudy and rainy except for the very last day and it wasn't cloudy or rainy the last time I went either so I feel like Seattle's awesome and I don't understand why more people don't live there and then I realize it costs a lot and that the other 90% of the time it's rainy and cloudy Disgusting. But yeah yeah but it's it's a cool city um went to the Space Needle which they said was like, they're like, for a time, like it was built in 1961, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, yeah, and for a brief period, it was actually like the tallest structure um, west of the Mississippi or whatever. And I was like, hey, I know I know these time frames. Was it perhaps supplanted by the, the Gateway Arch? <laughs> this lady was like, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> did you just say that out loud? Yeah, like I, I just asked her, I was like, oh, is it like, I'm like, for, it was only like a couple of years, what was the, like thing that was taller knowing well that was probably the arch and she was like oh yeah it's the arch and and st louis i'm like oh interesting oh i guess the city sucks then because st louis is a taller thing um that's cool you can the area around the space needle is kind of like a park with other stuff maybe like world's fair e stuff and it also has like a block away is like where the crack and play which is cool went to like their their um store got to see their like hl gear which is cool uh, that's cool had like sushi and did get, stuff did you get a jersey no 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 god i can't do that i already have a schwartz one what else am i gonna buy oh you got one i didn't realize you got one last year yeah yeah they i thought about getting a giordano uh shirt because they were on sale <laughs> and then i was like eh, i don't know if i'm already gonna wear this someone someone gonna ask me and i'm like oh, no, i don't care 
Um, what else we do? We went to Pike's place because you know we're out of town here, so you gotta you gotta go to Pike's place. They throw yeah, fish, and they're like, "Oh, cool! There's fish." This fish almost hit this lady that was watching. That would have been fun. She definitely got fish juice on her. That's for sure. Um, we got heckled. We got heckled she by being our lead. No, no, no. This other lady. Uh, gotcha. just people around us um there's the original starbucks is there there's a long line for people going the original starbucks i've seen that before it is the original starbucks it is also operated like all of the other Starbucks. there's uh-huh. there's nothing in there that's like by the way here's the original starbucks latte it's like no this is you've been here before it's just quaint um we got heckled by a, a street vendor that was or a street performer that was fun i've never heard a street performer get angry at someone for listening to them perform and then walk mm-hmm. away we weren't even listening we were walking by them and then he stopped playing and he was like wow people so stuck up they're not even gonna they're just listening for free and i was like what the fuck that's that's just how this stuff works yeah that's how that's the bargain you've made by playing on the street my friend <laughs> it was just, i was like Oh, and I said only in Seattle, and everyone laughed. <laughs> if you were um, born, <laughs> I hope that that actually happened, and then everyone clapped. Oh, we were definitely heckled, but very scared. Um, it was cool. It was a nice, it's a nice city. I, I'd live there if it weren't for the, uh, you know, terrible weather slash <laughs> the crime, the crazy weather, amounts of uh, the insane money housing costs. Yeah, that's right. Uh, just so we <clears throat> give every side of the story here on the Two Guys One Cup podcast, Ian, Ian Cole, your your namesake. No, uh, thank that's you. Not true. Just no, kidding. Thank you. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, has uh, released a statement. He says, "I take the allegations made against me today in an anonymous tweet very seriously. I completely deny these allegations and will fully cooperate with the NHL and the Tampa Bay Lightning, their officials and legal departments in the forthcoming investigation. I look forward to clearing my name and demonstrating to the NHL and the Tampa Bay Lightning that these allegations are unfounded. I will have no further comment until the NHL's investigation concludes. Um, You know, I don't feel like we don't always get those like straight up, I didn't do this sort of thing. So I get, we'll wait to see how it plays out, but um, It'll be interesting. yeah, yeah uh, that's all I got to say. So I guess that's the end of us talking about that story for now. Um, anything else you want to discuss before we hop off out off 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 out of here? Out off of here? I don't know. Um, uh, I think Gritty be- got. Gritty got a lot of screen time on uh, WWE's Extreme Rules yeah. last night. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, real quick. We got to talk yeah. about, because you mentioned Gritty and I mentioned Seattle. We got to talk about Seattle. Oh, sh- yeah. Mess of whatever mascot named Bowie. Bowie. Uh-huh. Disaster. Bowie, more like, Bowie, that smells. He's bad. Yeah. Um, oh, so it was crazy. So I was in Seattle. They dropped this they literally dropped this this uh mask out from the sky at a preseason the preseason game i wasn't at um he came down he's like a troll uh-huh. and it was like why and i looked it up and he's the he's based on the fremont troll which is some weird sculpture of uh-huh. what looks like a troll but not like him uh underneath a bridge it's really big and it's in fremont seattle or like the Fremont neighborhood of Seattle, which is where I was staying. So this thing was like two blocks away from us, which was kind of cool. But all that aside, Did you go yes. See it? 
we did. It was interesting. It was very, it was very Seattle, I guess, which is what they're trying to evoke. They're like, this is like Seattle. And he's got like a nose piercing and he's got like a weird, he also has like a barnacle in his hair. They're like, cause he was attacked by the Kraken. Um, you know, he's fun. He's a fun thing. I guess they're like, they, I read their little article that said they want him to look unique and unlike anything else. And I was like, well, the thing is he looks like a troll doll. So like, those are like anything else. That's a, there's a whole line of those things. Uh, it's for the kids, right? It's for the kids. You got googly eyes, his name Bowie, you know, good stuff. Way to go, Seattle. I guess they couldn't make like an angry, evil sea monster as their mascot, I suppose. Like the whole thing is the Kraken's like mysterious and underwater and they couldn't have a googly-eyed kraken running around like trying to play with the kids but don't the red wings have an octopus mascot apparently that's like an unofficial thing there's like they have the octopus deal and they don't actually have a mascot but yeah that would be their mascot so it's like i guess it's probably you know don't want to infringe upon that that story franchise all right, fair enough, fair enough. Steve, what do you think about Bowie? In, in like five words, what do you think of Bowie? Give us a haiku. Do you want five words or do you want a haiku? Like, Ian, those are very different things. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Pick a number of words to say. I believe he's an atrocity. <laughs> That's five words. <laughs> Is it a he? I don't even know. Um, I believe he's terrible, and yet I find him kind of weirdly endearing. Yeah. It's like you can't, it's a mascot. Like, how do you get mad about a mascot? You know, Fred Bird's a fucking nightmare. People (laughs) stole on him. So I think the worst one, honestly, and I always want to ask Blackhawks fans I think Tommy Hawk is like a cool name. I think he looks scary. His eyes are like too fucking methed out. They're very weird. Yeah, I agree. They're all, I mean, mascots are mascotty. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and be like worked up about it. You know, I think have fun with it. See, you know, you're, there's probably a lot of mess smoking going on in your place anyway already. So, you know, now you got more. <laughs> that's, one of the, that's one of the six or seven points they put on the side about them that tie them to Seattle, like they do with logos. So and much shit. math. His giant eyes are uh, an homage to the folks that smoke meth. I'm so tired. Oh, God. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, I don't think there's any recovery with that at this point. Uh, so we will be back with another episode. Oh, you know, no, I got to say this. I found out recently that the top paid mascot in the NBA, Ian, makes $600,000 a year. Oh, my God. He's like, he's Dakota Joshua. <laughs> <clears throat> embarrassing okay um kids 
it's a funny subject, but stay off meth for, for your parents, you know, until you're 18, then you can do whatever you want, but you still can't do meth because it's illegal. So don't do it. Uh, and we will talk to you all very soon. It's spooky. We'll play a spooky song now. I don't know what it is, but it's spooky season. Have a frightful week and we'll talk real. I can't think of a, a, a spooky word that rhymes with spoon. I guess just spook, but that doesn't. We'll talk later. See ya. See ya. Watching me, watching me.